Acts chapter 13. On Friday nights we've been on the subject and exercise of ministering to the Lord. Ministering to the Lord. In Acts the 13th chapter, this is New Testament church here that we're reading about. The the book of Acts is actually still being written. We're a part of the same church that began here. Sometimes people talk about the early church, but really that almost leaves an impression it's a different church from us. It's the same church. Same church, same gospel, same Holy Spirit, and it's ongoing. I don't know what chapter we're in now. But the Spirit of God is still doing things in the church. And so uh, our our lives, the happenings in ministry, etc., should look like what we read about in Acts. It shouldn't be far different. It should be the same. If anything, it'd be the same thing, just more of it. But the same things. Because God doesn't change. In Acts the 13th chapter. 13 and verse 1. It says now there were in the church that was at Antioch. Certain prophets and teachers. As Barnabas. Simeon that was called Niger. Lucius of Cyrene. Manian which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. As they... These men ministered to the Lord and fasted. The Holy Spirit said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. Verse 3. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. So they being sent forth by the Holy Spirit departed unto Seleucia, and from thence they sailed to Cyprus. Who sent them? The Holy Spirit. They weren't just sent by man, nor denomination, nor committee. They are sent by the Holy Spirit. And that's obvious because you read the rest of the chapter and the next chapters and follow what happened with them, supernatural things. Miracles, many people saved, churches uh, started and developed and enhanced miracles, amazing things that man could not do. But where did this all, where was this all launched? Where, where do you, can you trace it back to where it began? Verse 3, or verse 2 rather. Verse 2, as they were doing what? Ministering to the Lord. You know, we, we must Give the Lord time and space to speak to us where we are paying attention and listening. He, he won't make you and I do things no matter how much we need to do it. He'll let you go your own way. He'll let you do your own thing. And, and, and when he does, it's one of the worst things that could happen to you. Because your plan will never be like his plan. You think you know what you want and need, but 
He knows. And if you follow him, it'll be exceeding, abundantly, above what you thought. His ways are higher, aren't they? Higher. So, but in order to, to know, you got to hear. I became convinced as a uh, 12 and 13 year old boy that if I could learn how to hear from God, I had it made. And now, a few years later, I know it's true. I know it's true. One of the greatest things could ever happen to you in life is to, to learn how to hear from Him. Because reason being, I had already made up my mind that if I knew I heard something from Him, I was going to do it. And if I did what I heard from Him, how many know you're going to be all right? If you're doing what He told you to do, you got Him backing you. And if He's for you, and He's with you, and He's underwriting you, and he's undergirding you. Who can be against you? Right? So I know it's true even as a 13 year old boy. I just, I just knew in my heart if I could learn how to hear from God. I had it made. Hmm. Well did they hear from God? Hmm? How did it happen? These men... Obviously, real men of God set aside some time, didn't they? And they said, I don't know how they did it, but I mean, they didn't text each other <laughs> or call each other, but they, they made agreement, let's meet and, and let's pray about some things. And, but, but they weren't just begging and pleading for the Lord to give them something or show them something and do something. This is a big mistake. Religion teaches you how to beg. God teaches you how to believe. Believers are not beggars. If you're begging, you're not believing. Y'all with me, friends? There's no confidence in begging. And pleading. That's what religion has done to men and women. It's made beggars out of them. But uh, as they ministered to the Lord. Everybody say ministered to the Lord. They're not ministering to each other. Now see right now I'm ministering to you. I'm not ministering to the Lord. Nor are you. Are y'all with me? This is not ministering to the Lord. And yet how much of church is this? And how much ministering to the Lord do people do at home? So it's something that that the church has been deficient in. Right? And the church has also been deficient in hearing from God. 
And you hear all kind of folks say, well, I just don't know what to do. I don't know if this is God, and I don't know if I should do this or if I should do that or where I should go or what my occupation should be or who I should marry or what should I do. I, I just don't know. I just don't know. I just don't know. And, and, and not just, you know, find out later, but years later still don't know. And so just trying different things. Well, I'll go over here and try this. Maybe this is God. And then decide, no, I guess that wasn't God. That thing flopped big time. So go over here and try this. Maybe this is God. Friends, God's intelligent. Yeah, that's right. He knows how to communicate. Amen. And he made us intelligent beings. Yes. Able to understand and communicate. We do not have to bump through life in the dark. Amen. We can know. Amen. We can hear from him and know we've heard from him. Now, I know a lot of people mock and make fun. And they say they actually think they heard from God. One guy said, boy, all these people is always supposedly hearing from God. That bothers me. The other guy said, well, it's all these people that never hear from God. Bothers me. Amen. <laughs> the Bible is full of people who heard from God. Is that right? Are you a child of God? Did he say, my sheep? No. My voice. Are you his sheep? Yes. You know his voice? Yes. Don't argue with Jesus. Right? right? Say it out loud. I am his sheep. I am his sheep. I know his voice. I know his voice. A stranger's voice. A stranger's voice. I won't follow. I won't follow. I have an unction. I have an unction of the Holy One. Of the Holy One. And I know all things I know that I need to know. The spirit of truth teaches me, leads me, guides me into all the truth. I am led by the spirit of God, for I am a child of God. Children of God should be led by the spirit of God, not by flipping coins. Not by asking 30 people what they think. That's right. That's good. If anybody gives you good counsel, it's because they got it from him. Right. You can go straight to him. That's right. I said you can go straight to him. That's Get it straight from him. <laughs> As they did what? How did they hear from the Lord? Didn't say as they cried and begged. And pled for hours. What were they doing? They weren't ministering to each other. All five of them were what? It wasn't horizontal. It was vertical. They weren't focused on each other. Notice it didn't say, let's meet together and hash this thing out. And let's just talk and talk and talk until we get straight. No. 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 They all got together and they all focused up. Together in ministering to Him. To minister to Him means uh, to wait on Him and to serve Him, to be an attendant to Him. It doesn't mean to be asking for something or, or crying or, or pulling on or complaining to or telling your troubles to. 
that, that doesn't minister to you. Right? right? Somebody's telling you all their problems and no. you don't say, man, that really ministered to me. No, 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 it didn't. <laughs> you might care, but it, you can't say it ministered to you. It was a blessing to you. Uh, go with me to the, to the Psalms, please. Book of Psalms. Let's talk more about this and then let's, uh, let's do it. Psalm 23, anybody ever notice that psalm? Go to it. Psalm 23, also known as the 23rd Psalm. (laughs) Right after 22, right before 24. Psalm 23, verse 1. The Lord. Is my shepherd. I shall not want. Do you know you have to get personal. With him. To get results. You cannot just believe. He's a shepherd. You know there are people on the planet. That believe God is real. But they're lost. There are people that are on the planet. That believe Jesus came to the earth. And is the savior. And are lost. Why? They've never received him. As my. Savior. Can you see this? They've never confessed him. As my Lord. Whatever you confess him to be. To you. He is able. To become that in your life. Hallelujah. And to manifest it. That's why you need to go around. On a regular basis. Saying the Lord is my good shepherd. He, he's my savior. The Lord is my healer. The Lord is my provider. Somebody need to say it. The Lord, the Lord is, is my, my healer. My provider. My savior. My redeemer. My protector. My. My shepherd. And then when you say he's my shepherd, then you can say, I shall not want. He's my shepherd, so because he's my shepherd, I shall not want. (laughs) Somebody got it. Verse 2, he makes me. Not just people. Not just people lie down in green pastures. Me. I get to lie down in the green pastures because he's my Shepherd. Not just a shepherd, not just the the shepherd, but my shepherd. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. This is the thing I believe the Lord quickened to me for this evening. He restores my soul. He restores my soul. What does that mean? My soul. Soul is part of your inner being. It's obviously not part of your body. There's an inner man. There's an outer man. The inner man is comprised of spirit, mind, emotions, feelings, feelings. 
Different people have different ideas about how it's divided up, but you know you're safe going inner man, outer man. <laughs> because everything that's not outer is inner. <laughs> and the thing is, there are so many similarities between the outer and the inner. And there are times when it's not your body that needs to be restored. It's a part of your inner man that needs to be restored. And that's a part of the ministry of my good shepherd. Is that somebody said out loud, my good shepherd restores my soul. Now, if your soul can be restored, that means something happened to it that caused it to need restoration. Can you see that, friends? Ah, <laughs> oh, poor, praise God. The, the, the Lord has already begun working inside people. Hallelujah. A lot of good things happening here tonight. Don't, don't sleep through it. Stay focused. Stay receptive. Not, not to me, to the Lord. Say it out loud. He restores my soul. My soul. Skip. Well, no, don't skip. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Keep reading. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death... Now, how would you feel in the valley of the shadow of death? It's a dark place. It's a scary place. Right? It's an oppressive place. It's the valley of the shadow of death. Death can be felt. But even though I'm going through there, heard heard a fellow preach one time, I thought it was an excellent uh, uh, message. He said, if you're going through something, don't stop. Don't stop. That's right. Keep going. <laughs> right? <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Till you get out of it, right? <laughs> if you're going through something, don't stop and stay there. Keep keep going. I saw some guys a while back on a documentary. They were, you know, these hurricane hunters. They fly through the storms. Whoo. Hats off to them. <laughs> you won't catch me flying our plane through a hurricane on purpose. <laughs> but anyway, they they got in a jam, flying through uh, through the wall of it, and lost an engine and had a fire and was about 800 feet from the ocean floor, and going wrong going down. And but they didn't stop. You can't stop in an airplane. But they popped out on the other side, inside the eye where it was calm. But if they had been able to stop in the middle, that would have been it. They kept going. They got on through, and it was shaking them like a rag doll. And then all at once, calm. Sun was shining in there. Then they had to figure out how to get out of there. (laughs) Which they did. They dumped fuel, and they climbed up high, and then they found a soft point and got out. Went home. Praise the Lord. (laughs) But just a good example of if you're going through something, keep going, keep going, keep going. pop out on the other side, yeah. right? Yeah. 
keep going. Somebody said, man, I'm in a bad place. Well, don't stop. <laughs> keep, keep, keep going. Keep, keep getting up. Mm-hmm. Keep believing God. Yes. Keep yes. putting one foot in front of the other. Is that right? Yes. You will come out. Because yes. the Lord, your shepherd, is leading you. Yeah, that's right. And even though they were going through a rough place, the Lord's with them. You, you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. That's how we know we're not staying here. We're following him. And we will get through this. We'll get out of this. Verse 5. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over. This is connected to the restoring of the soul. This is how he restores the soul with his oil. Hallelujah. With his anointing, with his presence, which is full of his life, his peace, his joy, his grace. He got you through the dark low, bad place, valley of the shadow of death. And here you are sitting at a table. Hallelujah. That is full of every provision. And your head is anointed with oil until you have excess. And your cup runneth over. Said out loud, he anoints my head with oil. Now see, that's part of your inner being, what goes on in your head. Are y'all with me? Your mind is obviously not physical. Somebody say, well, the brain is, I didn't say brain. The brain is not the mind. If you didn't, if you didn't have a brain, you'd still have your mind. You couldn't express it in this physical realm But you'd still have your mind. And when people die and leave here. And their body is in the ground. Their mind's not in the ground. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're not in the ground. You still have your mind. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. The mind God has made is amazing. And we believers have the mind of Christ. The mind of the anointed one. Which is also oil. Anointing has to do with oil, which is a type of the reality of the Spirit's working and presence. And so when you, in your soul and in your mind, your emotions get beat up and hurt and and weak and tired, you need to be oiled up (laughs) on the inside with the quickening. Anointing. Somebody said out loud. He anoints my head with oil. He restores my soul. My cup runs over. If your cup's running over, you're not running short. You're not deficient. You got everything you need. You're fully restored and there is excess to minister to others. Anybody like the sound of this? And all of this is because the Lord 
is my shepherd. Hallelujah. And I'm his sheep and he takes good care of his sheep. Takes good care of me. He anoints my head with oil. My cup runs over. Keep going. Surely. Don't you like that? Surely. Absolutely. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I'm leaving awake. Hallelujah. Some folks leave disaster in their wake. Is that right? They leave awake. Of broken hearts and broken dreams, broken furniture, right? They leave a, a wake of false promises and no follow through and misery. Not you. No matter what your past has been, I said, not you. Come on, not you. Somebody said, not me, not me. I leave awake of what? Goodness and mercy follows me. All the days of my... It couldn't be following you if it wasn't on you and with you. Only way, only way you can leave a trail of a good fragrance is if you smell good. It's on you. Right? You came by and somebody said, whoo, they smell good. Well, the only reason the smell is back here is because it was on you when you came by. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Oh, isn't this, isn't this a wonderful psalm? Wonderful word of God. Go to the 34th psalm. Psalm 34, just close by there. It says, Psalm 34, 17. Psalm 34, 17. This whole psalm is outstanding too, but if I start taking it from verse 1, verse by verse... You'd have to give me another hour or so. It said, the righteous cry, and what happens? The Lord hears, and then what happens? He delivers them out of all their troubles. True or not true? True. Verse 18, the Lord is nigh or near unto them that are of a broken heart. Now this also this is connected with the soul being restored. Broken heart. And he saves such as be of a contrite spirit. Now here's a connection between getting a broken heart healed and humility. The humble get the grace. If you harden your heart, you won't get healed of a broken heart. The proud get resisted. But if you'll humble yourself and trust in the Lord, you can be completely healed. I don't care how crushed your heart might have been. You can be quickly and completely healed. I believe I'm speaking by the Spirit. Hmm? God heals broken hearts. And he restores 
shattered souls. Hallelujah. He fills longing hearts and makes those that trust him perfect and entire, wanting nothing, lacking, needing nothing. Hallelujah. Do you believe it or not? It's the word of the Lord. It's the word of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Good things are happening right now. Right now, in the building, in Branson, with people watching online. Good things are happening right now. Already, the oil of the anointing is working. Hallelujah. The Lord, verse verse 18, the Lord is nigh or near to them that are of a broken heart. He cares. He cares when you're hurting. And he's right there. He's right there. And, but it doesn't, it doesn't say he can save everybody who's hurting. We know he has the ability to, but it just says specifically he saves which ones? Such that are of a contrite spirit that is a, a humble and trusting spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. He, he, he didn't tell us there'd be no issues and challenges. Sometimes people leave the idea that if you've got enough faith, never have any more problems. That's contrary to the Bible. Right? Many, I know you don't want to say it, but it's right there, are the afflictions of the righteous. Don't stop there, though. Don't stop there. But the Lord. Delivers him out of them all. That means you come through and out every time. Every time. And and, and if it was rough on you, you get completely restored and healed. Every time. Come on, somebody say, the Lord's my shepherd. He restores my soul. He anoints my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Hallelujah. 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 Verse 20. He keeps all his bones. Not one of them is broken. Evil will slay the wicked, and they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. Man, you got to watch about who you hate. You wind up being lonely. Verse 22. The Lord redeems the soul of his servants, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. <laughs> I'm going to trust in him every day, the rest of my life and beyond. How about you? I will never be desolate. I will never be hopeless and defeated and done. Never. Never. He always causes me to triumph. And if I go through a rough spot and get shaken or get hurt, he restores my soul. He heals broken hearts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Yes, he does. He's my healer inside and out. He's my restorer. Well, if you've been restored, you're good as new. Right? I mean, you know, you take a car, if it's 50 years old and rusty, if it's completely restored, it's just like new. He restored. We're not talking about cars getting restored. We're talking about souls. Souls being restored. But, you know, the devil will tell you, well, after what you've been through, you'll never be the same. Lie. 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 Or you'll be scarred for life. Never say such a thing. Never say such a th- Never say such a thing. Oh, somebody didn't hear it. You better get this out of your mouth. If you want to be healed. Well, it scarred me for life. Quit saying that. You're acting like the Lord can't heal you. Yeah, but you don't know what I've been through. It doesn't matter. God can heal you no matter what it is. Don't say, I'm scarred for life. Don't say, you know, I'll never be the same. You can be even better. (laughs) You can be better than you were. If you'll let him do the work and believe that he can. Nothing's too hard for the Lord. You don't have to go through life broken. You don't have to go through life carrying scars emotionally and internally. People do. People live their whole life and never get healed inside. But there is a healer. I said there's a healer and he can heal anything. I don't care how bad it was. He can make you perfect and entire. Wanting, lacking nothing. Does anybody believe he's that big? Come on, do you believe he's that big? Is he bigger than your past? Is he bigger than any injuries that that you got from times past? Yes, he is. He's bigger than that. He's bigger than that. Phyllis and I kind of laugh sometimes. People sometimes will tell us, well, you, you don't know what it's like. And we're laughing thinking, yeah, we know a lot worse. We've been through three times what you're talking about. They don't know it. But the devil always tries to tell you, nobody knows what you're going through. It's the most awful thing that anybody's ever gone through in the whole history of humanity. <laughs> no, it's not. I said, no, it's not. Other people have recovered from much worse. That's the reality. That's the truth. And you can too. If you'll let God heal you. I need to take a little extra time on this tonight. What do you think? I need to just keep going. Take a little time ministering to you. Because while I'm, while I'm ministering to you, the Lord's ministering to people. Do you believe it? He's ministering healing. Healing. Sit out loud. He restores my soul. Thank you, Lord. Go to the 147th Psalm. Psalm 143. Now, excuse me. 147, verse 3. Psalm 147, 3. He, God, does what? He heals the broken in heart. 
And he does what? He binds up their wounds. I I saw some things today I'd never seen before about this. I'm so thankful to the goodness of the Lord. The, The inner man is so much like the outer man. In fact, Paul said when he was out of the body, he couldn't tell whether he was in the body or out of the body. That's, uh, I'm convinced many times when Christians leave this life, they've been dead sometimes for a little while before they realize that they're not in their body anymore. Of course, then they're happy about it and don't want to come back because they're not really dead. Their body quit on them and they left their house. But, uh, Bindeth up their wounds, mm-hmm. paints the very same picture as if you had been wounded physically. Mm-hmm. When you've been, when your heart's been broken, it's very, very similar to if your body had been injured by a, a knife or a sword or some weapon that has wounded you. Can you see this right? Yeah. But you're not wounded on the outside. You're wounded on the inside. But God heals the broken in heart and does what? Binds up. To bind up means, I looked it up for you. It means to put in the the ointment and to wrap it up. Hallelujah. To put in the healing ointment and to wrap it up. Close it up. Well, I mean, we know that. I mean, you get some kind of cut or scrape. You go to the doctor. I mean, uh, he's going to, uh, you know, put in the ointment. He's going to sew it up or close it up or put a butterfly on it, right? You need to close it up. And you need the ointment in it. But there's something else you need first. This is the thing I said I saw today that I hadn't seen. What? What do you need? You need to clean it out of any foreign obstacles. Right? If you were injured with a pointed stick... Or a piece of something is in that wound. If we don't get that out of there. What's going to happen? You're going to have a problem. Right? You don't just want to close it up. Right? And cover it over. With something still in the wound. Which is why. We must forgive. <laughs> Are y'all with me, friends? This, this is the phrase the Lord gave me. Offense obstructs the ointment. Offense obstructs or blocks 
the ointment. Well, you know, I don't care how much healing salve you put on it. It's going to hinder the healing. And that thing's going to sit in there. And it, it can turn into terrible infection and rot. It can kill you. Unforgiveness can do the same thing. It can sit in there and turn into bitterness and poison your system. Which is why you cannot be healed of a broken heart if you will not forgive. This is why it has taken many so long and still be broken hearted year after year year after year because no matter what healing ointment is ministered to them there's still something in that wound come on can you see that that prevents the wound from healing up if we won't forgive the Lord said he wouldn't forgive us Am I quoting scripture? Yes, you are. If we judge, what the Bible say? We'll be we will be judged. We don't want to not be forgiven. We don't want to be judged. We want to be forgiven and healed and restored. Which means we got to get that wound cleansed. We got to get everything, no matter how bad it hurt us, we can't let the thing that hurt us stay in the wound. We got to get that cleansed out. Right? We we got to choose to forgive. We got to choose to not judge them. We got to choose to let it go. Right? Get it get it out of us and let the washing of the water of the word and washing and regenerating power of the Holy Spirit and washing and life and power forgiving power cleansing power of the blood of the Lamb. Cleanse us. Then, then, we can let the ointment, hallelujah, of the Holy Spirit come in and fill that up and then wrap that up, hallelujah, and we can heal quickly and completely. I believe I'm speaking by the Spirit. What do you think? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible said in, in Proverbs 15, don't turn there. It said, by sorrow of the heart, the spirit is broken. But a merry heart makes a cheerful countenance. Proverbs 7:22, a merry heart does good. Like a medicine. Well, you can't have a merry heart when you're still holding a grudge. You can't have a merry heart when you're still harboring a... Yeah, but, but they should have. And, and why would they do? And, and I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but they did. And it's past. You can't change what they did. What did Jesus say? When they took these giant spikes and drove them through his hands... Drove him through his his feet. What did he say? What did he say? Father, 
Forgive them. Why? Why? They don't know. Did they know what they were doing? Did they know they were crucifying the Lord of glory? The King of kings? They did not know what they were doing. And in fact, you know, Jesus, you know, it's not realistic to say you're going to float through this life and never have anything hurt you. I don't care what you think you know and how much word you think you know. Because uh, if you care about people and you care about situations, you can be let down. You can be betrayed. You can be hurt. Jesus wept at Lazarus' tomb. Jesus looked at Lazarus and said, have you come to betray me with a kiss? Jude, what did I say? Excuse me. You knew what I meant, didn't you? Thank you. Judas, have you come to betray me with a kiss? Jesus was not untouched by that. Can you see this? This, this, this bothered him. And yet, did Judas know what he was doing? I mean, he, he knew a little bit, but it really hit him later. Is that right? And it hurt him so bad, he, he, he couldn't live with this stuff. Which is why if somebody does something truly bad, truly horrific, I know it's hard to think that way, but they don't really know what they did. And it's going to hit them later. And they're going to need mercy to even survive. Come on, are y'all with me? And if you know that, it will help you to forgive. And if you're going to be honest, you have done things and said things that hurt other people. Well, then I would never do anything like that. Really? How, di- how different was it? Hurting is hurting. Right? Betraying is betraying. But if you don't forgive... You still got that thing stuck in you. And no matter how much counseling you get, how many sessions you have, how many people pray for you, how much ointment you get smoothed over it, it might make it feel a little better, but it's still there, which is why it can't heal. Does that make sense, friends? Say it out loud. He restores my soul. He restores my soul. <laughs> he heals. He heals. Broken hearts. Broken hearts. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, thank you, Father. Amen. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Oh, I'm so happy. Because I see what the Lord's doing. And I see what's about to happen in the next few minutes. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You don't have to be a broken person. Amen. You don't have to be. No matter what happened to you. No matter how horrific it may have been. It does not have to define who you are. What you can do. And it does not have to restrict you or warp your personality. 
or make you have insecurities or idiosyncrasies that make you hard to be around or live with. People, people blame things on this all the time. Well, I, I, I couldn't, my marriage didn't work because I wasn't treated well as a child. And, and well, I couldn't keep a job because somebody uh, verbally abused me and mistreated me. So when they were giving me instructions, I just had flashbacks and all those things and I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. Well, and life is passing you by. And opportunities. You don't have to be a weak, broken, lonely, individual, missing out on life. You don't have to be. There's plenty of people who were in as bad or worse situations who did not let it define them. That's right. Who have gone on right. to have wonderfully fulfilling lives. Right. Is that right? Amen. And you would never know right. what had happened to them. Yeah. And what they had been through. They don't talk about it. Why? Because they've been healed. Amen. Long ago, they've been healed. Amen. I know what. Uh, <laughs> some years ago, Phyllis and I went over to visit some friends of ours. And they had some little small children. And... Uh, one of the little ones came running up to me saying, look, Brother Keith, look, Brother Keith. And they ran and they stuck their knee right up in my face. <laughs> little bitty guy. And, uh, or girl, I forget which one. I think it was a little girl. And uh, she said, look, look. And her mom had bandaged up her knee. I guess she had fallen scraped. She took it and pulled the bandage off. And with it, all the healing that had occurred yeah. for the whenever it was. And then she pulls, she pulls the wound apart to show me how bad it was. And I'm, I'm trying to grab her hand thinking, don't do that, don't do that. But she was too quick for me. And, and she said, look, look, look. And I fell and I got hurt and I got cut. And, and well, I'm, I'm shaking my head trying to keep from laughing and, and ouching at the same time. And the Lord said, pay attention. Pay attention. He said, this is what many of my people are doing. And it's why they're not being healed. He's talking about internally. Why? How many understand you can't keep pulling the wound open and be healed? You just did away with all the healing that had been working for the previous days. You just undid it. Now it's got to knit back together again. Right? He said people are doing this. They're saying, look how bad they hurt me. And they're pulling the wound open again. Well, it'll never heal. It'll never heal. So you got to get out the debris. Right? You got to get the, the unforgiveness, the bitterness, the grudge, the anger. You got to get that out. Don't say you can't. It's a choice. Don't say you can't. That wouldn't be true. It's a choice. Get it out. Then let him pour in the oil and the wine. Hallelujah. Let him wrap it up. And don't keep talking about it. If somebody wants to talk to you about it, say no. Right? Because love also covers. Is that right? A multitude. 
of sins. And if you don't want your mistakes being exposed some other time, have mercy on them. Is that right? And don't talk and tell how ugly and how bad they were. Realizing that they, they did not realize or know all they were doing. And when it hits them, they're going to need some help. And you want to sow mercy so that when you need it, you reap mercy. Mercy's there for you. You don't judge and you won't be judged. You forgive and you will be forgiven and faith works by love. Can you say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Go to Jeremiah, the 31st chapter. And let's get ready to sing that song that we talked about because it's it's in here. Jeremiah 31 and 11. Hallelujah. Y'all go ahead and stand up and get ready. Jeremiah 31, 11 says, For the Lord has redeemed Jacob and ransomed him from the hand of him that was stronger than he. Praise God. Therefore, they'll come and sing in the height of Zion and shall flow together to the goodness of the Lord. For wheat and for wine and for oil, the young of the flock and the herd, their soul shall be as a watered garden and they shall not sorrow anymore. Come on, somebody say their soul shall be as a watered garden, and they shall not sorrow anymore at all. Does that sound good? Can you get to the place where you don't sorrow about that anymore at all? I got a few people with me. Is it possible? Is God big enough? Is He strong enough? Is He the, that you can get to the place where you don't sorrow? Anymore. Yes, it's at all. Yes. About that. Yes. Amen. It's almost like it happened to somebody else. Yes. Right. Long time ago. Because you yes. are healed. Amen. Completely. Yes. Healed. Amen. Soul restored. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then shall the virgin rejoice in the dance. Both young men and old together. For I will turn. Their mourning. Into joy. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. I will comfort them and make them rejoice from their sorrow. Everybody stand on your feet. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Go ahead, guys, whenever you're ready. Go ahead.
scripture? Now we need to do what we talked about. Just close your eyes. Everybody, everybody in Branson, here on the internet. Said out loud, Father, I forgive them, for they know not what they do. I've made mistakes too. I've said and done things that have hurt others. And by faith, I forgive them. They owe me nothing. Not an explanation. Not an apology. Not to make anything right. I release them. I forgive them by faith. Not by feeling, but by my faith. They owe me nothing. And I pray that you not hold that sin against their charge, but I ask you to forgive them because I'm asking you and I don't hold it against them. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just put your hand on your, on your middle. Hallelujah. Sit out loud. Cleanse me, Lord. Holy Spirit, work in me. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Father. Sit out loud. Pour in the oil and the wine. Bind me up and heal me up and make me whole inside and out. You are the Lord, the good Lord, my good shepherd, and you restore my soul. You heal my heart and you fill me with your goodness and with your life. And you make me perfect and entire, wanting nothing. I believe that I receive in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You have Yeah. 
is your strength. If you've been hurting, if you've been low, you need strength. You need strength to come up and to come out. Joy is something you either let in or you refuse to let it in. You got to let it in. Just lift up your hands. So I let it in. I receive the joy of the Lord. The joy of my salvation. I receive the goodness of God in my entire being. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is how. This is how. Testament says the sorrow of the world works death. It depends on what you focus on. You can look back, keep reliving and replaying what they said and what they did. You can think about what could have been, what should have been, I wish, I don't know, and you'll stay in sorrow and it'll work death in you. But you got a future. I said, you got a future. You got a hope in your God. He said, I know the thoughts. I know the plans I have for you. They are good plans. Woo! So don't look back. Paul said, forgetting those things. Those things. Yeah, things. Forgetting them things. That is behind and reaching forward toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Somebody say, I'm looking up. I'm looking out. And it's looking good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You have time. Your grace, your grace, like the rain, 
nothing. Oh, lift up your hands. You're receiving from him right now. I receive. I receive. I receive. I receive. I receive your joy and your love and your life and your health and your healing and your blessing and your goodness everything everything I need are happening tonight. Insides are being healed. Hallelujah. You don't have to live with that. You don't have to be scarred by that. You don't have to have a life marred by that. Somebody say, I'm healed in Jesus' name. He restores my soul. He anoints my head with oil and my cup runneth over. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for healing my heart. Thank you for restoring my soul. Thank you for making me perfect, complete, entire, wanting nothing. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Your light your light broke through my night, restored its city joy. Oh, it restored my joy. Your grace fell like the rain, made this desolate. Your light, your light, your light broke through my night, restored its city joy. And I'm thankful that you did. Your grace fell like the rain, made this desolate.
just thank Him for doing it. Lord, we thank You. We thank You for doing it. Thank You for doing it. Thank You. The Lord is my strength and my salvation. Oh, hallelujah. The Lord is the strength of my life and my portion forever. Oh, the Lord is the strength of my heart. Oh, hallelujah. 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 This is how. This is how we overcome. This is how. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. The healings and the restoration, I'm telling you, they are as great as blind eyes being opened, or deaf ears, or lame. I'm telling you, they're just as great as any of these things. Hallelujah. Miracles are happening tonight. Have happened. Have happened. And are happening. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, just lift your hands and say thank you. Thank you, Father. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, my Lord. I thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father. Thank you, my Lord. You have turned my morning into dancing. You have, oh, you have turned. Oh, I know that you have. so thankful this anointing will continue to work in you tonight hallelujah as you go home as you get back home it'll work in you while you sleep tonight you wake up in the morning with it still working in you hallelujah don't reopen the wound don't speak against it and interfere with what the Lord has done hallelujah Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Some really wonderful things have happened here tonight. And in Branson and online. Glory to God. Glory to God. Altar workers, would you come to the front? If you got any questions about 
being saved, being right with God, being filled.